So I guess we mentioned last time that the we're, we're giving the lineage over here of of Moshe Rabbeinu of the you know how's the Torah going to be brought into Klal and uh, the Torah goes out of its way to list the Roshe base of Osam for Ruvain and Shimon and then Levi. Now the fact that we stop at Levi um, is clear and also the fact that we go to all the Pirtei Pratim of Levi so it's clear that it's only to get to Moshe and yet we go to Ruvain and Shimon that was to show you that Levi is the third Shevet because three we said is is already um, a mispar shalim. One is not a mispar. Two is a mispar, but it's divisive. There's, there's, no, there's, no, there's no connection between them. Three is already a mispar shalim. Okay. So then the Mark continues over here in Paraklamad Aleph. Lukach. Hayisa. Hasiba. Shenosa Amram. So this is why Amram married his aunt. Kidei so the third shavit, the shavit lady, is so important, so appropriate to have the goyal come from it that there was a need that it should be from both the father and the mother, which is unusual because we don't often. When it comes to Yichus, the mother Yichus is not that crucial. As I mean, mother is crucial as far as determining someone is Jewish, right? But as far as determining the Yichus, that's not important. Why specifically here, especially to marry one's aunt, which obviously is a noteworthy point, being that after Matan Torah is going to become Asr. Right, to be married to one's aunt. So then Klaus will do if Avram of you knew the entire Torah that seemingly we were aware of this on some level um, and even though it wasn't us here, but maybe it's something that w- would have been unusual. So being that that's the case, why is he why is he marrying his aunt? Okay, the, like similar to Yaakov, why is he marrying two sisters? Oh, because it was necessary to bring out the shvatim. Had to the the you know, these were the you know it was something that um, in the spiritual realm, so to speak, was chakuk, right? And so it had to happen. So to over here, so clarify a little bit. Why is the if the mother would have been from Shevet Yehuda, meaning the Yichus would have still been through Amram. Right. So now the morale is going to have a getting closer and closer to with every generation that we're getting closer 
we're going to go down to two and then one. So when you, right now we're at three, that's a shvatim. Then from the families of the Levim, Kahas is the second family. And then Umibnei Kahas, Harish and Hu Amram. So, and then Moshe is the third of Amram's children. Umibnei Amram, Hashlishi, is Miriam Amram and Moshe. So Moshe is the third one. So we go three, two, one, three. What's going on over here? This sounds uh, sounds like somebody looking for patterns where they where they uh, are not right. Like oh, a lot of different things going on. If you if you want if it was always three, 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 three. Uh, if it would be Merario, Lady Merari, uh, Amra was the third son, and then Moshe. Okay, so then it would be good. Right, but what's, what's going on over here? Vizet. Kemosha Amru Lamalu. Shashlishi Yejbo Hachana El Kabalsa Shlemus. Mitsashe Zeha Misper Hu Misper Shalim. Okay, so that that we already said. Vakashir Alohaya Khan. Shum Hachana. So if you're starting from scratch, you're talking about. Okay, so I, I have to prepare the Hachana for Kabbalah Satora. Az tzarech lemis for shalim kadesh yegia hashlemus. So then you need number three. So the first step, which is determining the shevet, doesn't be the third shevet. Aval kasher haya. So I speak within a given system, right? Obviously, we're not starting from scratch. We are talking about the. You know, children of Yaakov, you know, right? Um, and Yaakov, you know, came from, came from uh, Yitzchak, Yitzchak came from Avraham, so the, there is a definitely a continuity. But on the level of Klausrel, not on the level of the Avos, but on the level of Klausrel, which means we're moving into a new system, and I think it's going to be important for us to understand Moshe as well, moving into a new system, in that new system, the first thing is going to have to be um, the third establishing the Mispar Shalim over here that's going to be the Hachana necessary for Kabbalah Sator Aval Kasher Haya Kvar Hachana El Shleimus Dehainu Shekvar Nolod Levi Shemuchan Lihyos Yotz Imano Golem so we had we, we established that already Aval Haya Hachanas Hachanoso Sorry, I skipped a line, right? Levi, Shemuchan Lihyos, Yotzi Mimeno, Golem, Oz ain't Sari Hachana Gmura, Mispar Shalim Legamri. Then for the next generation, I'm not going to need the full thing. I'm already starting with something. Aval Hachanas, Hachanaso Bishtaim Bavad. So then, Kahas 
only needs a partial hachana here. He has a hachana, a preparation for receiving the Torah. So the two is going to be enough. Shav shnaim yeish bo tas misper k'moshe is bialamala shehem misper zug like a father and a mother. That's two. Now, when you talk about a family, what's a family? So, it is is a husband and wife a family with no children? Well, yes, they are, but it's not a it's not a shalim family. It's not a a full family, right? So when you have the third child, there's a tziv between the parents. That's that's a family that is shalim, right? So two, three, three is a, a misper shalim, but two. Is a partial. As I just asked, if there's going to be a shear tonight, to this morning. Lakach Ben Levi. So, so therefore, again, so we're saying, therefore, the. Uh, when it came to the next generation, the, the Ben Levi, that that would be already the second one, which is Kahas. Mukhan Lotzeis Mimeno Agula. Kikol Shev Sherele Hakdimim. If you could already have the Gula come from the second one, right? So why would it come from the third or the fourth or the fifth, right? If it's already there, it'll come out. It's like if the pressure is good enough, you know, if you have faucets at the different levels of the building, right? So the, you open all the faucets to. Meaning, you don't open the first faucet, but the second faucet you do open. Mm-hmm. So it'll come out from there. It's not going to come out from the third floor. Okay. Um, so, Shehu Hagoyal Haya Magdim. Okay. So the earlier you can do it, the more than you do do that. Now we have a lot more hachana already. We have the shevet in place, and we have the mishpacha in place. Right? So now we did not need Hachan anymore. Therefore, no liberation as a share roi. So therefore, it came from Amram. The Amram Hayarishan. The Kasher Noldu. So now, wait a second. So if that's the case, so it should be great, but why do we have now? Um, are seemingly a reset. So therefore, So this is what I was telling Ari that uh, right that 
the whenever you're within one system, so you have to go through whatever steps of hachana you have to you, you, you need, right? So, you know, the marshal. When we're talking about the family from which the savior will come, so then we need to go through hachana of Levi, and then since you already have some hachana, so we do a more minor hachana of Kahas, and then since you have already all that hachana, you've kind of done all the mispar, the, you, know, you have the mispar shalem and the mispar eno shalem of three and two, right? So you don't need anything so that anymore, and then you're ready for Amram to be the first one. But now we're going to a whole new system, we're stepping down into a new, you know, it's like, uh, we can think about it, person, the, the, the inverse of that is, you know, uh, someone's working his way up through junior high, from the being the youngest kid to being in the middle, to being at the very top of the whole thing. And then when he goes to high school, so then again he's the, he's the youngest kid, right? So, so that's what's similar to that over here. Kiyari Shonim, Aloha Yu, Hagoylim, the first set that we went through, Levi, Kahas, and Amram, those are not the actual Goylim, Ba'atzmam. Rak, Avosl Goylim. It's a different system. It's a system of those that are going to bring out the Goylim. But now we have the Goylim themselves. And within that, we're going to have Miriam, who is, I guess, plays a more minor role. And then, because there's not as much Hachama. We have Aaron, who plays a more you know, significantly bigger role. And then the third one is Moshe, who has the greatest hachana for it, to receiving the greatest closest to Hashem. Ve'achshev, noldu ha'goylim, ha'atzmam ha'yatzarich, lagzer l'hachana, g'mur le'yos, ha'shlishi hu, Moshe, sh'aya shlishi. Lakach Sipur told us Hashvatim Zeacherze Ad Levi. So now we're going back to what we've been talking about. That's our uh, husband trying to explain to us this the the strange psukim over here in Perak Vav that we go through describing the the, the families of of Klaso, but only up until Levi. Kloimar Kishenolad. Hashlishi az roi lehotzi hageula v'sefer hishtal shelus hageula shakol b'seder roi umiskaven meod. It's a little bit different. Again, yeah, go ahead. It says, So, this is not a happenstance that it worked out like this. 
שאין לומר כי היה דבר אחד במקרה מן הגאולה. כל שכן סדר השתלשלוס רק הכל על פי השם. So this is the moral points us out often, which is important to remember. He says, how could such a thing, the, the, the wife that Moshe Rabbeinu is going to marry, how could that be Bimikra? Moshe Rabbeinu, the girl of Klausrael, and his wife is going to be Bimikra, right? So, <coughs> people often are, you know, kind of bothered, what do you mean? And, and other things are Bimikra, you know, with the, the number of the boss that picked me up, was that, was that happenstance? Isn't everything in some way or another um, happen for a reason, right? So, you know, in a very, very, very lofty philosophical way, the answer would be, yes, you're right. Everything happens for some sort of a reason, right? But those reasons, the Ramchal writes, that even Lolma Ba, we're not going to see those reasons. Why did the fly... Fly by, land on the table, not too far away from me, and then fly away after that. And it's never to be seen again, right? Like, what was accomplished from that, right? Um, those are questions that, 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 we, that we will never have answers to, right? In Hashem, in His infinite wisdom, which is not a wisdom that we can relate to at all, yes, everything happens for some reason. Um, but... Um, now, obviously, on a, you know, there could be certain events in our lives that one day we will notice reasons or whatever. But what I was saying, but when it comes to such big things, say events in Kalsal's history, right? Like big you know, things that impact the entirety of the Jewish people. You know, who's going to be the goal, right? Uh, you know, these the, the, these level of things. This is even on our level of ability to see and figure out is expected that there should be something that that um, you should see the dashgacha in it unlike you know um, why is it that I'm the second son of my family and not the third son of my family uh, you know that the, the, those are, although it's not in the highest level of the word it's not a mikra it is on some level Hashem has a reason for it but that's not something that we can like Try to learn up. Anum yesh od b'zeh dvorim amukim me'od me'od bein hishtal shilus Moshe ve'ol bein harik b'zeh. Obviously, what the moral saying is, I try to make as much seder as I could for you, without opening up the Zohar, without you know having to discuss things that I don't like discussing in Svarim, right? The morale was still very much um, in the mode of keeping the Zohar um, a hidden Kabbalah. Kabbalah means a transmission from one person to another, not to be published in Svarim. Whenever he does do it, you see the hesitation with which he does it. He feels he has no other source to quote, but it's like literally a handful of times, even though he was a, you know, an expert in in, in these areas, but um, not something that he 
willingly went into openly. Okay, so continuing next uh, next perk perk sign posse gimel famous famous philosophical discussion over here. How can Hashem say the following? Vani eksha as slave paro, and I will harden paro's heart. Yeah, makshim lama harbe hakodesh boruchu hamakos al paro leman rabos mofsav baaretz beberes mitzrayim umeacher shehaya rotz paro lishmoa. Lama noheg imo kol kach lahakshos eslibo achelo yuchol lishmoa vimkain hamakos alav bechinam al lopesho. So, why is Hashem first harden Paro's heart and then strike him in Egypt over the fact that they're being um, brazen, obstinate, and refusing to listen to Hashem, to, to let the Jewish people go. Um, uh, it seems like a unfit punishment, because punishment for something that the Torah doesn't have a Bechira in. It says the morale of Ein Zekasha. Shalklum. This is nothing of a Kasha. Kimi Pnei Sha'amor Paro Mi Hashem Asher Who is Hashem that I should listen to him? Arosha ze Vamo Ayu Gormim Shaloye Noda Shmo Hashem. So, in other words, this is called a Chilul Hashem. Paro had caused a Chilul Hashem in the world. Everyone was aware that Paro, you know, spoke so brazenly to Hashem, about Hashem. And that caused a Chilul Hashem in the world. Lekach, Roy, Shmo, Hashem al Yadam. Kevan Shahayu Kofrim Bishmoyzbarak. So the point is there could be a punishment which is for the person himself to atone for the for the wrong that he did. But in this case, the punishment is for the Khil Hashem that the person caused, it's not a punishment to him per se, but more is now he has to be the vehicle since this person, Paro, was the vehicle for the Chil Hashem, now he has to be the vehicle in the world for the Kittash Hashem, which is going to come through the Makos. So that's the, uh, you know, so to speak, uh, a different consideration for, for sending punishments. The Maral and Derechaim, um, discusses that the Mishnah says that someone who causes a Chil Hashem, even if it's inadvertent, will be punished as if it was advertent, as if it was on purpose. Right? Why is that, Ezra? God, I just gave it away. I just gave it away. For free I'm giving these things. Oh, yeah, the damage is already done. It has to be fixed now. 
because it's about it's a matter of fixing the damage, not a matter of you. Right? If if the avera is from the perspective of, you know, well here's what you, usually you know, most other averas, right? Person eats trefus. So like the midrash says, what does Hashem care? You eat from you, you eat from an animal that has shkita, you eat from an animal that didn't have shkita. It's not that Hashem loses anything on it, right? So okay, so so, so you're damaging yourself, right? But here, actually, with with the chil Hashem, person damages the kol shemayim in the world, right? So then that has to be fixed, and that's going to be fixed through the person's being afflicted over it. So there, it makes no difference if it's a shogig or a mazid. Right? Because shogig or mazid is, you know, between you and the mitzvah. So you, you and Hashem, your relationship, right? You broke the relationship more, you broke it less. It was an shogig, it was just, right? Not such a big, uh, I didn't mean to do it, so it's easier to get forgiven. That's all good. When it comes to Achil Hashem, you, still the damage in the world was done. And so it has to be undone. Okay? So two over here, he says, with Paro. Lekach Amar, Vani Ekshe Eslev Paro, Liman Rabos Mofsai, Be'eretz Mitzrayim, V'yedu Kishmi Hashem. So the point is not to, you know, listen, I just want you to let the Jewish people go. Okay, if you won't, so I'll give you a strike. No, again that, I'll give you another strike. No, that's not the point. The point is to reveal Hashem's name in the world, and that's going to be done through the punishment of the person who caused the Chil Hashem. Takas Amro Mi Hashem Asher Eshma Bokalo. So, Paro caused a lesson, so to speak, a obfuscation of Hashem in the world. I think who is Hashem that I should listen to him. So, the Opposite of that is Hashem is saying that I'm going to make um, I'm going to bring these makas on Paro and Mitzrayim so the people should know that my name is Hashem. Right? So that's the opposite. That's the repair of that. Ulefikach Chayef Paro Letakin Mashekil Kalkvar Right? So clean up your mess. Ad shall yado ye hear no the shmo is borach lekach hiksha libo shalo yishma leman yav yalav hashem makos haksuvus veaz ye no the shmo is borach. So now power has become an example. Hashem needs to make an example of him. And that example needs to be through Paro refusing to um, to change his ways and being punished. And that's what everyone's going to hear. That's what everyone's going to see. I, Paro himself, would have really caved under the pressure. It's not about Paro. Okay? Good? That's the first terrace. We're happy? Mm-hmm. Okay. Ve'od. Mikara lav kushehi. So, notice. Oh. Um, 
Uh, we spoke about every kasha is built on what? A, um, like a minor and a major premise. premise. Very good. Two premises, right? Major or minor, or we can say, I like, maybe lately I'm starting to like more using general and specific, because general means there's a, there's a rule out there in the world, right? In, in the rest of Shas, in the rest of the world, there's, there's a principle. Mm-hmm. Right? That's, a, that's a general premise. And the specific premise is how I understand this case, what's happening right here in front of us, right? So that's the Rosa Kasha that we asked. It is built over here on a general premise. It means a certain way that we understand how things work. And a minor premise, I mean, we, what we understand happened with Paro, what Hashem did with Paro. Do you want to say what the kasha was using those two expressions, giving us what the general premises, what the specific premises, and why that's difficult? I mean, the two of them then clash, right? I have a general premise. I have an understanding how the world works out there. I have an understanding what happened over here. And those two are difficult. Okay. I missed the first part, the general... Uh, that, uh, maybe that's totally wrong, that we have free will. That Hashem punishes people due to their free will decisions. Right. Good. And the prot here is... Uh, Paro is being punished. Right. Paro is being punished in a, state, in a state of lack of free will. Right? Hashem is depriving Paro of free will and then punishing him for it. That's the kasha. Good. So, so there's two ways to answer that kasha. Yeah? What are they? You get rid of the general. Or you either change the general premise, or you change the minor premise, or the specific premise, right? So, way to change the general premise is that no, sometimes uh, besides the fact that people are sometimes punished for using their free will, right? For 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 you know refusing to accept or whatever it is. Sometimes people are punished, even if they you know ideally would like to. Um, say sorry. Right? In the case of Achil Hashem, a person is, is punished for a previous deed, now, even though now he's trying, he would maybe use his free will you know, differently to, to, uh, to accept the will of Hashem, but that, that's irrelevant. Right? So, so, so we change the general rule, we made an exception, that although usually someone's punished for not listening to Hashem, only when they have free will. But sometimes a person is punished for not listening to Hashem, even when they don't have free will. When what? When they caused a chil Hashem in the past, and now they have to be made an example of. That was the first answer. So we change the general rule. Now, um, I believe the moral is going to answer the kasha by changing, changing the minor premise, right? Or the specific premise, which is our understanding of what's happening here. Until now, we've been understanding that Paro is this, you know, really he has like a pretty soft heart, pretty nice guy, and he would, you know, very gladly do tshuva and start living a different life, but Hashem is just not letting him. Says the moral, no, that's not true. Right? Old me, Kara, love Kasha. He, because you didn't understand what's happening over here with Paro. The Pasuk, you, you mislearned the Pasuk first. Ki, 
When it says, I will harden his heart, it doesn't mean in all ten makos. It means in just the last five. I mean, the first five, Paro did it all by himself. Harden his heart. Um, so you can still ask, okay, fine. So I guess the first five I get, right, why Paro is being punished. Why is he being punished the other five? Where Hashem was hardening his heart. So he says, Elonemar Bekol Pam Shemeatzmo Haya Chazik Libo. Each of the first five times says, Paro hardened his heart. Now, in the five later Makos, he Hizik HaKodesh Boruch Libo. There is where Hashem hardens his heart. And so, good, it uh, gives us a better insight into what's happening. Still doesn't answer the Kasha yet. Says the moral, v'atam ki elu eser makos shehevi akodesh boruchu al hamitzrayim. Hey betachtonim ba'aretz vehey belyonim b'shemayim. They split into five earthly and five heavenly makos. But there was in his buyer, lekaman is obiyad chazakah v'zurn to ya. So later on, when we get to actually. Um, describing the the the, the Marcos, the Marosnet explain how that is that we see the first five Marcos being from the Arts and the latter five Marcos being from the Shemaim. But let's for now take that for granted. That's how they are. Right? Okay. So why does it make it any better to deprive Paro of his uh, Bahira in the Latter five makos, which were from Shemaim. So he says, "Ubehe makos rishonos kasher hayu hamakos b'tachtonim." So the makos are happening; they are earthly makos. V'adam hu rosh tachtonim. Man is the king in the world. You know, lion is the king of the jungle. Man is the king of the whole world. So much so, the man even has a shaykhist to the Elyonim. Right? Ad shehu min Elyonim. Gamkin. Hilke ulakach lo hayu hamakos govrim alav yoser miyasher haya koho shel odom. Lakach paro hechizik es libo meatzmo. So, um, Earthly makos is something power can handle. So since it's something power can handle, so he kept strengthening his heart. Very, he was a very um, strong resolve, and he was going to take the beating. But now that Hashem is beginning to send down makos that are heavenly makos, it's a cheating system. It's, you you can't you can't fight. You know you you, you can't fight against that. Right, uh, it's from a different plane. It's from a different different level of existence. Right, so kasher, his hilavo, hamakos achronos, shehem mel yonim, davar shehu yoser min kocho shaladam. A man cannot withstand that, because although down here man is the top dog, right, but up there, um, in this world. We are 
quite insignificant, small compared to angels and other lofty things. So certainly Paro would have caved in and sent the Jewish people away. But it would not have been Lobishvil Shu Choser Bichuva that now all of a sudden he decided to be Choser in Chuva. Raksha Makos Koka Kasho Salav. Just because you, you simply overpower him. You, you, you beating him until he says, Rotsa, Rotsa, right? I, I, I want to I let them go. Wait a minute. I don't really want to let them go. I just, I'm powerless to stop it. Right? So I guess I have to let them go. Makodish Borucho Rotsa Shaloi Yaha Adam Muchach Bumaisev Aide Makas. So, Mukhrach, um, So the, then, really, it's not really Paro that's doing it. Right? It's not Paro choosing to follow the ways of Hashem, to, to listen to the word of Hashem. It's Paro is being beaten by a uh, you know power that's completely beyond him. So he says, "I'll do anything. Just let me out of here." Okay. Um, so the hardening of the heart was to counterbalance the tremendous pressure that Paro was experiencing from the Makos, from the heavenly Makos. Libo, lehachriach also shlo yishlach vaya machria also tzad acher. So there is a force, an overwhelming force, coming to force Paro to let them leave. But Hashem wanted to counterbalance that force with another force, which is hardening his heart and telling him not to sell them. Uh, so Hashem balanced out the lopsidedness by doing this. Okay, fine. So uh, we're up to Amnum. Um, yeah, so we obviously Tish above week will we'll not be able to do it. Otherwise, we should go to continue. Okay.